2: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. It has been a while since we've done one of these episodes. Ladies, are we ready for some questions and answers? Ready! Sure. (laughs) (laughs) These are some uh, questions submitted from our Instagram followers, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. You'll just have to stick around with us to see what it is about. I'm going to dive right in with the first question. Are you guys ready? Here we go.
1: Yes? No? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Rhetorical Uh, question. Rhetorical question, yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. How have each of you grown since going full-time with ABG?
1: Uh, This is submitted by Sushi Burrito. Sushi Burrito, that sounds great. Sounds delicious. Um, Okay, so I feel like for me, I've gotten personally a lot more relaxed. Um, I just remember working in corporate, Mm. I had very little downtime to take care of myself. And I'd say that work is just as busy nowadays with ABG, but it feels a lot more fulfilling and it feels, I feel a lot lighter. Mm. Um, and when we first started ABG, I was also coming out of, uh, very heavy sessions of therapy, almost reaching to a point where I was almost like graduating in a sense from what I went into therapy for mm-hmm. and life kind of like lay this path out for me where I finally reached a point in my therapy where I was good. still very fragile and during that time i also left my toxic work environment and was able to build this new self essentially through the beautiful environment that abg provided for me and i think because of that i am such a different person um, from when i first went into abg full time Um, i do have a lot more confidence much less fucks to give and i think i'm just like so much more excited for life Um, And I think on on a smaller scale, I've also gotten a lot more comfortable with speaking in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. I can't tell if that's because it's Zoom and it's a lot easier because I'm sitting in my PJs. But uh, even when it was Zoom, I remember I used to get like the quiver in my throat Mm -hmm. and I would have like mini panic attacks before the speaking events. But I do feel like with repetition, my confidence has definitely picked up in that sector. So those are two, I would say, big, somewhat big changes that have happened for me since going full-time with abg those
2: are huge yeah i mean they were essentially you went through like massive life transitions uh, abg being only one of like
1: of like a fifth of that right <laughs> yeah yeah lots been changing especially i think after you hit your 30s it's just like yeah. so much changes
2: very quickly too yeah yeah how
3: about for you mel so i think before i'm the type of person when you know when someone compliments you you're like oh no 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 it's not you kind of like kind of deflect. And I think my roommate told me, she's like, Mel, you know, you are so courageous to be pursuing ABG because it takes a lot to like, kind of not only like shoot your shot at your passion, but also like be vulnerable to be talking about the things we do talk about on this podcast. And I was like, at first I was like, no, no, no. But then I thought about, it, I was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take that. And I'm like, yes, I am courageous. And that's something I would never describe myself as to be fearless. Cause I think I'm more of a fearful person sometimes. So I will say that I became more courageous with ABG um I'm embr- I embrace my vulnerability like I've cried so many times on this podcast <laughs> that I'm just like I could probably name all five on my hand on my hands um, but to be okay with that type of emotion and feeling, um I guess another thing for me is that I think abG has really taught me and grew grew this curiosity for my culture and my identity, and I think that's yeah. something I'm so proud of because you know asian boscow is part of our name but to have this fascination about what it's like to be asian to take pride in being asian american i think it's just such an incredible thing and so i owe that all to abg to really understand like what does it mean to be asian american what does it mean to be a woman Mm -hmm. and what what did my family go through so there's definitely more appreciation that comes from my culture doing abg but yeah those are some things that i've gained
2: Aww, oh. Yeah. That's so nice. That's true. I mean I noticed that you you've always been very like driven towards like Asian culture, mm-hmm. especially in media, but to know that your passion for that is evolving just through doing this is incredible. Yeah, thanks. How about you, Jay? Uh how have I grown since going full time? It's kind of strange. I so it's it's only, it's been like a year now, a little over a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't really taken the time to super reflect. I know we do we do like the New Year's resolution ones and all that, but it's like, wow, have I reflected even since then? Um, if I think back to when uh, where I was mentally when we started going full time, I was coming off of leaving a job that was uh, really demanding in in the wrong ways for mm-hmm. me, and I think reflecting now in hindsight a year ago in that time I think I was going back into this state of mind that I felt like I evolved away from early on in my career which was I was trying to like focus on getting promoted or like or you know going into job sectors where I felt like promotion might happen more quickly um, and that kind of a thing and if I think about starting ABG when I was in that mindset and kind of looking at those markers for success and now a year later really being able to fully embrace that those are not markers of success Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is strange like and and I explain this to people that like it's a it's a journey right like I feel like I started out my career and I was focused on those things as important and then I walked away from them in pursuing other things but then when I evolved back into that job format I was like back into that way of thinking of like promotions and titles and company names and so it was nice to kind of go through ABG this past year and kind of be taken out of that again. Because doing what we do, like it's hard to have ego, right? Like mm-hmm. you have three people doing like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me is what I've realized is like really the type of work environment I thrive in. I don't like, I like it feeling like everyone has like equal sense of ownership, even though it's like equality is not defined by everyone, ha- everything having to be like 33, 33, 33. Everyone kind of does it in their own way. And um, me being able to just like let control and like just kind of like trust in in how we work together has been... I'm kind of rambling now, sorry. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, I think you found an interesting
3: point about, like, titles. How like I think in corporate, I would say that all three of us kind of fell into, like, oh, I want to get promoted, I want that title. Mm, yeah. But once with ABG started, like, I honestly don't think about titles as much as I'm like, oh, I, I take
2: care of this apartment. Oh, I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I don't ever put that... Yeah, I guess it's, like, you, you markers I mean? of success are now changing for Mm -hmm. me a lot right Mm -hmm. like I look at like we make like group goals and I look at my Mm -hmm. goal as like on a daily weekly basis do I feel like um I enjoy what I'm doing do I feel like I'm learning even Mm -hmm. if it's something I don't enjoy what I'm doing like is it for a purpose that I believe in right and that part has been like amazing Um, but I will have to I think it's like to be honest with people it's not like a flip of a switch right because it's it's the work that you're doing but it's also your mindset and it took me a while from you know, like even just because I left my job when we went to ABG, I was still kind of in that mindset. So it takes a good like six months to a year for me to really like forget th- that way of thinking and then fully mm. embrace like how it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that, and that kind of reminds me of like Helen, you're saying just less fucks to give. Yeah. Like, yes, that's mm-hmm. a little bit of releasing that. And then also as I'm, Getting older and thinking about, you know, like I've gone through a lot relationship-wise, romantically, I think, in the past year of both with other people, but also just internally. And um, I think trying to release like having to control things. Mm-hmm. You know? so. mm-hmm. I feel you. All right. Next question. How do you manage work issues when you work with your besties? This is a
3: very tough question um i will say the one thing we us three do very well is communicate Mm -hmm. and i know that comes easier for some than others but i will say when you work with your best friends it's kind of harder to Mm. like hey i need to talk to you about something like whenever an issue comes up for whether it's between all three of us or whether it's like one of us within the group i think we do a good job saying we message them privately saying hey can we talk for a second and then Mm -hmm. we like pretty much share what's on our mind and we kind of come to a conclusion or like resolve it then and there because i think we're on the same page of uh of Mm -hmm. like If it simmers and it just it's gonna it's gonna simmer over in like in a bad way down the line, so we try to squash it as much as we can after processing how we feel. So I think within us three, that's something we try to we try to do on a consistent basis if anything were to come up.
2: Yeah, that was that was a really good way to summarize our approach, Mel. Um, And I would say like I think working with your besties can be like a really good thing or it can go really sour, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Depending on how you execute it. I think for us, yeah, communication has been how
1: we've done it and I'm so thankful that it's going well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Communication and transparency is like super key. I mean, I think the three of us we process differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I think Mel, you process more immediately. I think I need like a day to process and think about it and then reach out if something like is throwing me off. Mm -hmm. Janet, I feel like you're maybe a little bit later of a processor and then it comes up later. But at, at the end of the day, I think it's so important to just talk about the thing that is irking you because it's not going to go away Yeah. especially if you're working with them like mm-hmm. every single day like Mel was saying it is harder with mm-hmm. friends because you don't want to ruffle the friendship yep. feathers mm-hmm. you know you you just want to talk about like the work stuff and I remember when I was in in corporate like it was so much easier to just give feedback mm-hmm. to someone because it's like yeah. it's more of like the nature of working in that type of environment mm-hmm. where feedback could have been given like even more often on a daily basis versus and especially when there's like more of a hierarchy too because yeah if you're a manager and you have someone you're working with mm-hmm. that is uh, junior to you, you're supposed to be giving them feedback yeah, right, versus right. here. There's no hierarchy. Right. So right. it does feel a little bit more uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but you know, these are things you got to face when you run your own company. Yeah. yeah.
2: And also small tip. I think that I've noticed for us sometimes when we are having like a heavy work week, we'll, we'll spend our free times separate. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like knowing when to have time alone. Cause that's very important to maintain balance too.
3: Agreed.
1: Yeah.
2: One thing I want to add to that really quickly is like it's not like communication, but it's also
3: understanding of like, for example, I understand how Helen and Janet process differently than me. I can't assume that, oh, why aren't you guys thinking like me? It's just that's not the right way to think mm-hmm. or appropriate. So it's just like understanding that everyone processes and maybe communicates a little differently. But the biggest thing is just like understanding and communication is like the key things.
2: Next question. I know you ladies are busy, but would you ever do a meet and greet and merch day at Bopo when it's safe? Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, that would be amazing. We don't know when things are opening up kind of, I mean, they're kind of opening up pretty quickly, actually. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'd be down for that. That'd be cool.
2: So Eric and Phil, if you're listening, um, <laughs> can you put this on your calendars? I know you guys
3: are super busy, but maybe,
2: maybe in the future. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks for the ask. That's definitely on our to-do list. Typically, how much of your day is dedicated to working on ABG related things?
1: I would say it depends. I would typically say more than eight hours. Mm-hmm. Like a typical day when we're meeting with each other, we meet at like 10.30 and then we're here till like five. And then most of the time, like 90% of the time, I would go home and continue working. Like mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a day where I go back and kind of stop. Mm-hmm. But I would say lately, now that I have, I got a house, It my schedule has changed and I'm very thankful for Mel and Janet, Steph, Ashley, Rachel, Michelle, Hemi, Eric. Fill up the rest of our team because um, I have needed to take a little step back uh, to work on house remodeling stuff. And it feels good to have a team to support me through these, like, big life changes. So it depends. On a normal day, though, I would say, like, maybe, like, 10, 11 hours, mm-hmm. 12 hours. Maybe, like, 10-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
2: it really differs week to week. It almost. does yeah, differ week to depends, week. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Even on the the day. Like, I think it, it, it really does depend because I feel like there's some days where, like, we could work, like, even on the weekend sometimes,
2: depending on, like, if a big project is due. It, it
3: depends. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think if I observe... I mean, also, just to give people some context, we just brought on some pretty, mm. uh, criti- like, a, a new person. Uh, shout out to Steph. Uh, but that's only in the last, like, two to three weeks. And that's that means that our work schedules and what we're doing and, and when we're doing it has changed a mm-hmm. lot as well. So, yeah, probably, like... But I feel like, generally, it's... it's our goal is that we should be working at least at full time just because it's a signal that we have additional work to be doing, right? That mm-hmm. we're progressing. And mm-hmm. uh, any given time, it is definitely that, if not been pouring over a little. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: All right. So the next section is dating in love. Let's go. <laughs> All right. First question. Any other dates after the Christmas blind date episode?
3: For me, I don't think so. No. No Dates, dates? with the same people
2: or just dates in general? General. general. I general. Okay. I don't know. Zero for me. <laughs> so, nope. I, yes, I was in a semi, it's not really a relationship, but it was kind of like ish one. Um, but even before
1: that, I think I went on like two to three Zoom dates. Mm-hmm. Have you and Phil been on any dates? I mean, we went to, for our original wedding date, we had a, oh, nice. uh, yeah. a wedding date date. date. That's thing. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. Yeah. I think that's the last time that we did something, but uh, yeah, that's like, we don't go out to eat. Like, we don't go out to, like, a restaurant. I mean, we can't really right now anyway because of COVID. But um, I guess we picked up food from Panda. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have the thing where it's like, okay, Helen, for this dinner, you choose a takeout? Or is it kind of like a... No, it's more just like, all right, Thai or pizza or, like, Chinese food. And that's, like, basically it. Or do you want to drive to McDonald's? That's it. That's pretty cute, though. Yeah, we haven't gone, we have not done a sit down dinner in mm. so long. Also, I think if I were to go and do a sit down dinner nowadays, I'd be like, why is this so fucking expensive?
0: Mm. Right? Yep, like,
1: yep, yep. For date dinners, when we yeah, get yeah. wine and you yeah. get everything. That's it's like true. over $100 you spend per person. so much money on that experience. Yeah. yeah. That seems insane now. Because that lasts me, like $100 lasts us like two weeks of groceries. So I'm just like, mm. mm. That's true, that's true. For one night, I don't know, got a house. i need a window (laughs) honestly that's how we think now like every costly thing it's like that is one window or a door (laughs) no seriously like everything is in like numbers it's crazy all right next question so going back to you janet what kind of men are you interested in anyone at this point just kidding (laughs) um oh gosh this is a hard
2: you know i think whenever people ask you like what is your type I think this is a hard question to answer properly um, because I honestly don't... I think that if I try to say a type, I'm probably going to end up with the opposite type. It's one of those things where you like don't know. Mm. You, you think you know. The more you think you know, the less you actually do know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think the biggest thing is someone who's ready to commit um, and that there is a spark of chemistry. Mm.
1: Um, well, we did, How see, would you... we did just see a guy who is a potential future uh, oh. contractor of ours. <laughs> we just had a Zoom with him. Oh, oh. And that was a guy. <laughs> He's nice.
2: Yeah? Yeah. The you ladies chem- know me, though. Spark of chemistry. Yeah,
3: okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Or yeah. a lot of people are saying, like,
1: please get back with Wes. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. Yeah, yep. <laughs> fandom. ABG Wong Fu fandom. That's the answer right there. <laughs> I don't... I think...
2: Someone who's ready. Someone who. Uh, what is what is another call. You want to jump. Yeah, you had to jump him. You yeah. didn't want to jump
1: through that Zoom screen no. earlier. You, you like turned the laptop away from me. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, damn it. <laughs>
2: You know, actually, one thing I've released from, like, the last kind of relationship that I was in, I think this idea of, like, I want him to be ready. I want him to, like, want a family all that. I think I'm going to let all of that go because if I keep doing that, then it's not... I don't want that to be a mental blocker for me. I don't think it ever blocks me from, like, talking to people, but I think it might block my mentality. I think I'd rather think now just to, like, meet someone, yeah, more on the impulsive, like... Is there an impulse that I want to like just keep talking to you? Okay. And that will be my first gauge. Mm, do I want to con- continue
1: having a conversation with you? Interesting. Yeah. That, that's a good first gauge for yeah. sure. That's yeah. Door a, number that's, one. Do I want to keep talking to you? That's a spark or the chemistry you're looking <laughs> for. Okay, next question. How do you deal with boyfriends who are too close to their ex? I honestly don't have
3: that experience, but I would be really uncomfortable to be honest. But it depends when they were close. I did a date back in high school and now they're like 30 or like in middle school. Okay, like, you know, time
1: has passed, but I don't know. Helen, what do you think? I don't... I haven't dealt with this before, and I think when I was younger in college, I was a very jealous person, and I did get very, like, you know, I know that that girl wants to be a girlfriend, yeah. like, and they were good friends, and, and I would make a big deal out of it, and um, with one ex, nothing happened, with the another ex... I was like, I'm pretty sure there's something mm. going on here. He ended up marrying her, okay? Oh, so Oh, my God. Okay, I so have yeah, your female intuition. You got to trust that shit, okay? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it, it depends on how – you can kind of sense the chemistry, okay? Mm. Obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously, if you can sense that there is nothing there, like for me and my, like, first boyfriend, absolutely, like, platonic, nothing there. We, yeah. we could be best friends and – definitely like nothing there right but you can kind of sense you can kind yeah. of sense like yeah have, like just, like jump each other like you could kind of yeah oh, i don't know i don't know what you can sense but you can just sense it wait which one huh which boyfriend i was like we do have the x files i kind of know all the men you dated oh you have the powerpoint presentation of yeah. all my exes uh, i'm not gonna say it right <laughs> now but you know i'll
2: tell you later Is it, wait was it the same when you wrote the letter too
1: no, no, okay. no. Oh, okay. For that one, I wasn't overly, like, a jealous girlfriend, but I was just like, I'm pretty sure she likes you. And he's mm. like, you're insane. And then, yeah. yeah, and then we broke up, and I don't think they went out for, like, two years, but mm. then they got together, and now they have a kid. i oh, like, wow. boy.
2: Mm. Like, I
1: knew. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm going to have to agree with Helena, a female intuition one. I think you can tell if you see them together, like, what the vibe is. Um, and usually, I would... I think I would be more cautious if it seemed like he was still interested. If it Mm. seemed like he was not, Mm. but she is, I think I kind of would be okay with that. Because I've had that situation before. Yes, you're right.
1: You're right. That is so true. true. That's so true. Mm.
2: I would say if you do feel like you're uncomfortable, just communicate with him about that. Yeah, I mean, you can communicate with
1: him, but then it makes you look like a jealous girlfriend, too. Mm. It makes you look insecure. And if he is a good boyfriend, he won't tell you you're insane. He'll be like, okay, I understand understand. where this might be coming from. Yeah, yeah um they could you know be able to adjust certain behaviors so that you don't feel that way yeah but it's tough it's yeah Mm -hmm. obviously i think you do have to talk to your boyfriend about it and not just let it slide because that's gonna fester in you every time they hang out every time they talk to each other it's just gonna grow in you so yeah Mm -hmm. all right next question for janet and mel Ever feel hopeless about finding a partner? This is a really sad question. Like, what the heck? Um, <laughs> this, this person says, it gets me down sometimes. I don't think about you, ladies. Probably about herself. Yeah. But, but yeah, ever feel hopeless about finding a partner?
2: Yeah, I would say, um, like, I, ha- I honestly, I shared on one of our more recent episodes uh, that, being with someone and then have and then not being with them and having that taken away put me into a deeper state of despair a little bit about my like future romantic life. But here's the thing, along with the line of learning to release like my like wanting to find someone who's ready and wants to have a family and have kids, and just going based off of like, okay, am I is there a basic for me wanting to talk to you? I also realize I think in order for me to do approach this well, I need to just be okay with not ending up with someone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's not to say that that is what I'm going to pursue, but I need to be like, you know what? I don't need it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think when I get to a place where I'm like, I really like, maybe I want it, but I think I would be okay without it. Then it may come and it may not. And I think that's the mindset I got to take. So yes, I have felt hopeless, but I know that my goal now is to get to a place where like, I don't need it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. How about you, Mel?
3: I will say, I've always been a boy crazy person. Like, I liked boys since preschool, for sure. Like, I crushed really hard. And I think I was talking to, me and Helen were having a conversation once. She's like, I think I asked her, I was like, do I talk about guys a lot? She goes, you kind of talk about a (laughs) lot. And part of me was like, damn, she kind of right. But I will say, though, even though I do talk about, I I love men. I'll say that. Um, But. I don't feel hopeless, though. Mm. I think it's going to come to me. You have faith. I have faith. I I always... I think I'm someone that... I want to say that I will always have faith and always have hope. But um, there are are times where I really want to cuddle with someone... Yeah, like, I hug my stuffed dog so hard every night. And All I, right, we know. bear we bears. Know. bears. She's, she's got, got three of them. Yeah. No one should
1: touch when they go <laughs> no? to Mel's place.
3: <laughs> no, it's like my baby. But I, I think it's just like, I don't feel hopeless because I think it's about timing and finding the right person. So yeah. I'm not going to force it, kind of like what Janet said, but it's going to come to me. Um, but I, I will, there's times where I really, like,
2: want a partner. Mm, but yeah. that's about it. But you never have moments where you question, like, it may not happen.
3: I think there are moments where... I had the thought like maybe in this lifetime I'm not meant to have I'm not meant to get married and I think for me it's a little sad but part of me is like it's just more like it's the back of my head not in the forefront yet but Mm. thinking like okay that is a potential possibility Mm -hmm. yeah and I think as I get older it's something that probably move move closer and closer to the foreground but as of now where I am currently it's right in my line of vision right now (laughs) yeah Yeah,
1: (laughs) actually actually, Janet at what age do you think that switched.
2: I mean honestly just recently I think with the last person mm. um, because I-, I would say actually when I was much younger up until maybe like 29 I was kind of okay with not getting married and then 29 to like up until 35 I've been mm-hmm. like no I definitely want to get married mm-hmm. and then I think after this last relationship that I really with the first time I was like wow I think I might see myself with this person permanently mm. having that gone away now I'm kind of like you know what I need to be able to return to the state where I'm looking for it but I don't need it yeah because I think if I need it that I'm not going to make good decisions right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's true
1: Living in California, we are incredibly lucky to have sunshine, blue skies, and just the perfect weather almost every day. Out of all the seasons, spring in LA is probably my favorite time of the year for fashion. The brand we turn to that is inspired by this beautiful season is Jenny Kane.
2: Looking through their website, I just wanna buy everything. You know how much I love my basics and Jenny Kane does an amazing job creating the perfect elevated essentials. One piece I knew I had to add to my closet was their cashmere fisherman sweater. In the spring, I like to pair it with my favorite pair of blue jeans and ankle booties. The sweater is super cozy, luxe, and lightweight. I can also layer it under my coat if it gets chilly at night or just by itself around the house.
3: I feel you, Jay. I can see myself wearing everything on their website. When it comes to style, I'm all about comfort. But with Jenny Kane, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing style for comfort. I'm getting both. All their pieces are super cozy and made with this beautiful cashmere material. My personal favorite is their cashmere fisherman hoodie, and it literally goes with everything. I got mine in oatmeal, and it just brightens up my wardrobe. Find your favorite pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code ABG at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code A-B-G.
2: Hi, ABGs. I wanna talk to you about one of our partners, Modern Fertility. They're an at-home fertility hormones test. Now, you might be thinking, whoa, I am not trying to get pregnant right now, and that's totally fine. I'm not trying to get pregnant right now either, but I was still really eager to use their product because not only do they provide details about your egg count, but they also give you details about expected menopause timing or if your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS. All things that are incredibly important to know about your health as a woman, whether or not kids are in your future. Here's how it works. They send you a test kit in the mail, you create an account online, take a simple finger prick to complete the sample, and then mail it in with a prepaid label that they give you. My results included information about my hormone levels like AMH and TSH and details around my ovarian reserve, ovulation, and whether I may reach menopause earlier, normal, or later than the average age of 51. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash ABG. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. And they also take HSA and FSA dollars. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash ABG. Modernfertility.com slash ABG. Self-care
3: routine are more important than ever. I'll be honest, shaving my legs was something I used to do on the occasion because it just felt like such a hassle. An insecurity of mine that I always had growing up, which I talk about in a previous grooming episode, is the amount of hair I have. It may be a blessing for my head, but for my legs and my armpits, it just feels like too much. I need a razor that allows me to feel hair free and strong enough to do the job, which is why I'm excited to share with Billy is my razor and goes with me everywhere if I travel. This is literally the bathroom item I never forget to pack, like I pack my Billy razor before my toothbrush. There's no other razor that I trust to leave my legs feeling smooth and soft. You can go to MyBilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. It's so affordable and includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a cult favorite magnetic holder. And to express a little love for our show, go to MyBilly.com ABG. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you'll ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to MyBilly.com ABG. Spelled MyBilly.com slash ABG. So we're switching over for Helen. What's your process of buying a new home?
1: Okay. Process. Yes. I think we need to have like a whole episode on this because there's so much that goes on. But first, figure out what neighborhood you want to live in. You know, does school district matter to you? Does a certain level of safety, Hmm. walkability access to freeways, know just generally what area you want to be in. I think for Philip and I, we started at like one specific location and then we're like, oh shoot, we got to like spread out a little Mm -hmm. bit more, you know, Um, just because of inventory. So you had to figure out also are houses available where you want to live, and also price point, right? Um, Get on Zillow or Redfin and just start looking at houses to get a feel of the neighborhood. Um, And then reach out to a real estate agent. Our real estate agent is a friend of a friend. His name is Mike. And we just texted him and said, hey, you know, we're looking for a house. And he asked us for our criteria, like how many bedrooms do you want? How many bathrooms? The square footage? Do you need a garage? Backyard? Like, what are your must-haves? And then he just started sending us listings in the locations that we decided on And when we found one where we were like, oh, this looks good. He would take us to open houses every weekend. And it was just like he would stack it for us so that it was back to back, maybe like three or four or so uh, per weekend. Um, And then we would just start looking at houses and you get a sense of what you don't like, Mm. um, which will lead you to what you do like. Mm. So that was the start of the home buying process. But when it gets to like getting a mortgage and all of that stuff, that was a huge headache um, and there's so many parties involved. It's just like, how come there's like five people on this email chain and what <laughs> are they all doing and why does it all matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's definitely a huge learning curve. And yeah, it's stressful, but it's it's fun when you can finally pick something.
3: We got really excited seeing Helen like a shop for homes because like, I think when she'll come into me, she's like, oh, this is a house we, we saw. I was like,
1: oh my God! It feels like, you know, it's kind of fun to walk through the little places with you. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is fun. Um, fun comes with the price, yep. too. <laughs> Big <laughs> price. Yeah, the nicer ones were... The first one, which I was so excited for, it's, like, it was next... But the thing is, it was, it was next to a highway, so mm. you did constantly hear sounds of cars, but uh, Mike, our real estate agent, was like, just close your eyes and it sounds like the ocean. <laughs> and then I did, and I was like, ooh, it does sound like the ocean. <laughs> I was like, oh, this it's is It's all about life. perspective, right? That's right. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is. But then I thought about ABG recordings, mm. and you always hear an ocean in the back, so, no, nah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. No tranquil ocean for you. A- yeah, ocean sound
2: effects. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> or bring a seashell to the, to your new house. Oh, you can, like, put it to your oh, ears. Yeah. So it sounds like one, you yeah. know? Okay, next question is, I think all of us have different answers for this, maybe, is how do you reduce your period pain?
2: Um, I will say for, for anyone who is still in their 20s, for some reason, I don't know if this is a true thing, but it has anecdotally been for myself and some of my girlfriends. As you get older into your 30s, your period gets a little worse Mm -hmm. like the symptoms get worse Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. so while I didn't have a lot of this when I was younger more recently they've been my cramping has been worse like uh my like fatigue has been worse I honestly I feel like I just build in more time for that like I will like build time to just like be in bed or Mm -hmm. sit down I feel like just like wrapping a warm blanket sometimes Mm. like or just keeping that area warm Um, really helps me but that I also still don't have like the most severe period pain so Mm. that I usually don't yeah it's mostly just like being in bed being comfortable and having something warm around my stomach area Mm. I'm the same I uh
3: I think my period pain, pains have definitely gotten worse. Um, I always I I, I I'd pop a Tylenol, Advil for sure. Um, a thing I've been starting, similar to Jana, like the warm uh, warm towel on your stomach. But there's this company called Rail. They have these really amazing like heating pads, and they and then mm. they stick. So you could just um, um, you could just stick it to your your lower ab- abdomen area, and that's been really helpful. So
1: mm-hmm. how about you, Helen? Um, I don't actually think i do anything for Mm -hmm. like when i think whenever it hits it just hits like Mm. it's just like a sharp pain and i'm just like hold up (laughs) i just have (laughs) to stop everything i'm doing and just like allow it to pass Mm -hmm. and then once it passes it's like you just go about your day but um, i just remember sitting in meetings though whenever i did get huge like period cramps and i would just have to pretend like (gasps) nothing was happening Uh Mm -hmm. where it'd be like the your lower half of your body is like getting destroyed and your upper half is like oh, Yes, I love being here. Right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, this is great. Yes, yeah. let's keep talking let's take another about. Look at those numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, but yeah, I think I just let it pass. I, I don't usually take like Tylenol or anything. Mm. Yeah, Midol is what I think people oh, usually yeah. take.
2: Midol days. for yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, I think your mom might have soup, but that's for after the period, right? That's for after period, so you can mm. replenish your blood. Mm. Yes.
2: Oh, this is a uh,
3: very interesting question. I would love to hear your answers. Is it selfish to not want children? And do you feel like
2: times have changed Ooh, is it selfish to not want children um i think that's an answer i think that it's going to depend on your own perspective Mm -hmm. my personal opinion i i don't think it's selfish because in some ways and this is a perspective i didn't think about until someone had brought it up in the last couple of years to me that if you actually one of the more like um economical or practical reasons to have kids is someone to take care of you when you get older, right? Mm-hmm. So in some senses, if you're forgoing that, that's your own, that's like the opposite of selfish, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I, once again, I would say it depends on your, on your situation. But I think personally, if you are able to plan your life accordingly and feel like you, like, especially if you think about your end of life, right? Like mm-hmm. if it's usually your kids that are taking care of you, um, that you have things
1: set up, then... I don't think it's selfish. I think it's a very personal choice because it is your body, you know, and if you're going to put it through whatever it is, like, sure, you should be able to do that. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see how this comes into play when it's in the context of family and other people who want you to have children and they say you're selfish for not wanting children, but at the end of the day, it's your body, not theirs. And I, right. I fully believe that. So I would say it's not selfish, but... Um, it's also less carbon footprint on the world. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Once again, being
2: anti-selfish, being yeah. thoughtful
1: of other people. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at this, but definitely there are positives for not wanting kids if you don't want them. Yeah. Hmm. I agree with
3: both ladies. It reminds me of this um, a scene from Sex and the City 2 mm. when um, Big and Carrie at this wedding and then one of her fans was like, oh my God, I read all your books. And she's like, what is your next one about? She's like, oh, like, she's like, you know, being in a marriage and like not having kids. And she's like, you don't want kids? And she was like appalled that carry mm. and they didn't want kids. I'm just like, well, I think it's to each their own. Like, I know some friends are like, I, their dream is to become a mother. And some other, some other people are, just didn't want that. And I think it's oh, yeah. totally fine. Mm-hmm. Your favorite Asian artist?
1: I'm going to say, one person comes to mind. Um, I think our friend Red Hong Yi is like <gasps> yeah. so incredibly creative and mm. talented and good at what she does. Like every time I see her stuff, I'm just like, how are you just turning this stuff mm-hmm. out so quickly? And it's like fascinating what yeah. like where her mind goes to to create some of these things um it's like perf- her she does like almost like performance art or borderline, yeah, border yeah. Mm-hmm. very yeah. conceptual very creative yeah and it's it's so cool it's like using a like fish like to like create stamps of the scales yeah. and like create a whole piece of artwork for a sushi restaurant yeah. like it's insane um, musician artist, I would say Blackpink.
3: I did you even say that. Ah, yeah. Blackpink in your area. <laughs>
1: um, oh, yeah. Tyler and Riley love Boomba, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh. They know their music. I read this as a musician, so I'm going to give my answer. <laughs> but Red is freaking talented, though. She's, yeah. a, she's a visionary. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite Asian artist in the moment is IU. Mm. So, Michelle, I know you're listening. Uh, she's a huge fan. IU is a solo artist. She's kind of more like acoustic, but. She's a freaking... T- she writes her own songs. She composes. Mm-hmm. She could play guitar. Um, she just released an album...
2: And her song Celebrity is super catchy. So right now it's IU. So she's she's great. Nice. Um, I was also thinking artist, but I also have two answers for this. And Red is amazing as yeah. well. <laughs> but if I thought of another one, um, Yayoi Kasumu, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but she's the one that does all those dots. Mm. And she, her work has been all over like Japan, as well as in uh, LA and in New York and all over the place. And her, I just like her because her story is really fascinating too. Mm. Um, and she's a very eccentric uh, woman. Uh, musically? Actually, I have another individual in the past who kind of borderlines musician and also figure, political figure, is um, Yoko Ono. I don't know if you guys know, the, she was with uh, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think her and Yayo Kusumo both... For me, it's, like, not just the art that they put out, but then also it's, like, who they were as individuals. Mm-hmm. I also saw her in New York randomly. Like, oh. Or I went to, like, the store opening. Her son was opening a store, and I remember looking at her, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, but uh, one, someone that we is a little closer to us in, like, our generation, I think Milk is amazing. and mm, You can yeah. see the similar line, right? Like, I think mm. vocally she's um, – I love her voice. I love her music. Uh, but also I think that the, her mission and what drives her work is, um, is very admirable. Mm -hmm. solid choices next question is I guess for me where did you get your jade bangle
3: from and what does it mean so I yes I do if you guys send us in photos I wear a jade bracelet and it's from my grandma Um, I got it from her back in 2011 when she um, got diagnosed with um, cancer and it's the one thing I wanted to carry with me at all times because she's my she's the person I actually love the most on the planet and so I wear it all the time so it doesn't mean anything it represents more just having my grandma with me all the time Mm. so yes
2: okay now we have some questions about food yeah what is your favorite asian snack okay two things come to mind really
3: quickly um there's this i think i mentioned this before but there's this chip that my great grandma used to buy me and my and then my mom my grandma would buy me it's called guai guai It's just like ah, this chinese chip it's like a puff but it tastes i don't know how to describe the flavor i need to buy it and you guys have to try it is it sweet there's different flavors, but I like the savory one. So it's just like, and I like eating my finger
1: or licking my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a snack. Hell's <laughs> <it's> fingers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but you know when you eat cheese puffs, like there's cheese on your yeah, finger. Yeah. I used to like, I like that afterwards. Yeah. yeah Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Yes. yes. Pre-COVID. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you guys have tried it, but I love like Asian, fla- Asian vanilla flavored ice cream cups with a wooden spoon.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, those were go. good.
3: Yeah, I just something about the wooden spoon, man. It just tastes better. Mm. But those are my those are my snacks. How about mm. you two?
2: I love anything red bean. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think I grew up like my mom loved red bean when we were growing up, so we'd always get shaved ice, and she would always get like two two servings of the red bean, and then maybe some like peanut or something. Mm. Um, but for me specifically, like red bean buns, like from the bakeries, I always oh, it's, it's just good. very nostalgic for me. Mm. So I think that That's would be mine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm basic. Pocky sticks. <laughs> yeah, but
2: I was thinking about that. That's, That's good. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's what a, flavor?
1: Uh strawberry. Basic, basic. Strawberry <laughs> too, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean it's like it's it's cheap. I mean I think it's also like when we went there <laughs> Yeah, I had to pick out one and that was the one that was like okay that's like a dollar versus the other ones you had to get a big package yeah, of something that's, that's true, true. Individual, so yeah. exactly individually packaged and I was like okay this this won't make me feel bad if I'm like spending money on snacks for my parents and so I just got the Pocky sticks and it's it's good I mean you get so many of them in one yeah. you know yeah. how do you eat the Pocky sticks mm. Um, definitely the the yogurt side first wait what mm. do you mean how do like, you eat it
3: <laughs> I think sometimes when I see like my other friends get Pocky they'll take two sticks at a time eating, oh. and eat it I'm just like no this is a st- one oh. stick at a Time
1: for a snack. Hmm. But that's kind of like fries. Philip loves eating fries two at a time. Oh, interesting. Like anytime we're driving, he's like, feed me two. <laughs> so
3: specific. I know. Yeah. So I wonder if he's the same with pocky sticks. Oh, we should have a hidden camera and see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you should have people vote and bet what you, what do you think he's gonna do? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm really Actually when you work. asked that question, I was thinking about more like do you bite into it or do you like suck
1: the yogurt? Yeah, part yeah. Out? I thought, <laughs> I, I, I thought I, you I, meant like do you eat upside down with like <laughs> uh yogurt side first?
2: <laughs> Cause I think I mean I think yeah, it's not as typical for for like uh but I was thinking you mean like Kit Kat. No, 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 but just yeah, like if you suck the like the yogurt
1: part. Oh, just I see. Me, I see. When we were a little like I, I that's think the sweeter part. I think I used to do that, but then it's so small that it breaks. Yes, like it's oh. hard because it, oh. it, it like it disintegrates, disintegrates when yeah. yeah, that's true. So you're one stick person, girl. Then right? I think I'm a one stick person, pocky sticker. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> what about your three favorite food places?
1: Ooh, current. What are your current three favorite food places? Yeah. Um, okay, I would say I've had Bopo so many times, it's still freaking good every single time I go. So, Bopo Mofo Cafe, check it out in the San Gabriel Valley, uh, McDonald's. <laughs> yes, classic. I think um, I know your third one. Do you? I think so. Ooh, what a I don't bet? Really know my. Really? Wanna bet? I bet. What do, you, what do you want to bet? Pocky sticks? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? okay, Pocky sticks. Um, I'm gonna say. Fuck. Uh, oh, ooh, too many came to mind because I already took away two really quickly. Hold on. What's my third one? I'm going to say, I'm going to say sugarfish.
3: Oh, oh, damn it.
1: Should have known it's going to be something sushi. I know you're right. Actually, it was going to be Fleming's. Oh, or Little Door. Wait, <laughs> Wait I'm like really <laughs> off. Too many options. I was gonna say, well, Fleming's because last time the we went on a VG retreat, yeah, that yeah. steak was. I don't know if we were drunk, <laughs> but it was like, whoa, mind blown. We should go back. <laughs> I know. Yes, and Little Door because I think that's just a such such a cute date spot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait, where were you thinking?
3: Well, I was say real quickly. Helen took us to Little Door, and I was like, this is really good food. It is really yeah, cute. and it's cute too. Yeah, ambiance. I was surprised you didn't say this place. I probably will be surprised. hear what. Noodle worship. Noodle oh. harmony,
2: sorry, sorry. Noodle oh. harmony. <laughs> no, always just the worship over the harmony. I was like, noodle worship. Where is that? It's an Instagram kind of follow. <laughs> but noodle harmony, we've
3: been going oh, there quite yeah. often in San Gabriel. You're, you're right. Australia. You're That's right. Really it's bomb. too. Like, whenever we eat there with Helen, Helen goes. <laughs> she
1: does all these like sound effects, and you can see, all- you can tell she's like really happy. Everything is so good there. Definitely go and support it. It's a mom and pop shop it's a hole in the wall. We were yeah. just like shopping one day and we just saw it and we we're like, Oh, let's go eat there. And it was so good. We've been back there like three times already. Yeah. yeah. They're next
2: to a 99 ranch too. So you get your like groceries so and convenient. then also get mm-hmm. yeah your mm-hmm. meal. What's yours, Janet? Oh, three favorite food places. Uh, I also was, th- I've been craving sushi because oh. it's just one of those things that you don't like, you're not cooking at home, you know, like yeah, you have to yeah. actively go out either get delivery. So I'm going to say Mrs. Fish. Cause I know you oh. have been getting some delivery from there and they have really cute bento boxes based in downtown. Uh, second one. Oh, I know yours
3: too. Wait, I,
2: I had them and then I lost them because we were talking about. Oh my god! Wait, what would you guess, girl? Cafe Gratitude. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was trying <laughs> yeah. to think of like a salad place. I, I like, haven't. Pushah. I haven't been to Cafe Gratitude in a long time, and it, it's a little bit more expensive, so I go there as like a treat. Mm-hmm. So huh. i was like,
3: what's that place that I don't like that you
2: like? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that place is good. I don't think it's overpriced. Really? It, it's it overpriced, overpriced. But the food's good. But it's good. Yeah. 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 And, she, and Mel's like, eh. <laughs> uh, the third, <sighs> when you mentioned McDonald's, it made me think of uh, Taco Bell. It's Ooh. like my go-to. So yeah, I would say Taco Bell, Cafe Gratitude, and Mrs.
1: Fish Sushi. Yeah, it's a pretty solid great spread. <laughs> what about you, Mel? Oh fuck, that just made me think of another one, but no. What, yeah. one? what is it? What is it? BCD Tofu House. Oh, yeah. we do like, like that, that is another
3: one. Yeah, yeah. I will say it's quite a fun. We I think we have such a strong relationship with BCD Tofu House in k Town <laughs> because we we all used to go there drunkenly after nights in k Town. But now, and remember there's a moment we start going there for dinner. We're like, damn, we've grown now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Who are we? Um, this is so hard. If we're thinking about. LA specifically I will say my one of my number one places is Sujita Annex on Saltel
2: mm-hmm. Ooh,
3: dude like it's so stinky like it's like the broth that the dipping sauce is so like potent love it I literally want to have every little
2: drop I can mm-hmm. um Ooh, I think I know one of yours but go, go, go. I what is thinking,
1: it right? huh the Thai place
2: yeah oh yeah I don't know I don't the name of it I always
1: forget you but guys, it's the Thai place you guys got to for my birthday right yes. or one of the places yeah yeah is
3: it Ruin Pair or Pot Ord Pot I think it was Pot Ord Ru- Ooh, I, that thought and and I thought it was Ruin and Pear. I thought was Pear, yeah. Those two are like top for sure, but I do like noodles a little bit more. So Pot ord has really good like noodle soups. Mm, so wow. if you're ever in like Thai town, please check out Ruin Pear or, Tha- or Pot ord. Like Ali Wong goes there. Oh, does she? I know. I was like, oh my gosh, she's there. Um, the last place is really hard. Like I, can, I can't think of one because I like eating so many different things. I was like, shit, what's my number three? Do you guys, what do I, mm. what do I eat a lot of? Pho? Yeah, actually.
2: Is there like, what is the
3: pho place that you I, that's a sad thing. I don't have one in LA yet. Like what about ju- the one that you
1: go to um, the OC with Justin? We just go there because it's cheap. Oh, like, okay. 3 dollars yeah! Damn, three nine nine, Right? Wow. such a steal. <laughs> but it actually tastes really good. It gives like this ginger sauce. Ooh. But you had it once. I did. It, it, how can we always have these when we're drunk? That makes it look <laughs> yeah. really good. I know. That's true. It's kind of like a... This was pre-COVID, by the way. We don't drink
3: anymore. No. <laughs> not at that level. We have sober dinners for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think those are my three... Mm, I don't know my three. There's definitely one I'm just like, um, I'm questioning my last one, but maybe it'll come to me later. What about like, you're really into Taiwanese food. Is there any like good? I don't have a favorite. Actually, another food place I'll say I, I used to frequent a lot was Boiling Point. Mm. I really do like mm. Boiling Point. Hot Pot's really good. There's individual yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. Dude, everyone can find their right flavors. Mm-hmm. And they have the best garlic soy sauce. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Those are my top three. Mm-hmm.
1: Or five. <laughs> I, I don't, same,
2: same. Okay, well, those are places. What about your favorite dish that you can't find, or at least you can't find a good version of, outside of your mother country?
1: This I don't know, because the foods I know from my mother country is from my mother, and I can't find it in this country because she makes it, so yeah. I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for you. Or is
2: there, yeah, is there a dish that your mom makes that you haven't been able to find in restaurants?
1: Um... I mean, I feel like her steamed fish is, like, way, like, more tender than the ones you get at the restaurants. Yeah. Because usually the ones at the restaurants are bigger. And the bigger mm-hmm. it is, the oh. less tender, usually, oh, it is. that makes sense. Um, like, the tougher, the, yeah, the meat. Um, I don't know. I mean, she just makes really good food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of something. I mean, she makes, like, good, like, pork rib, like, meat stuff. I don't know. veggies I don't, I don't know I'm just like naming um, all Chinese I would love to now. go back to your house to eat
2: Ugh. yeah your mom is an amazing
3: cook oh my god I mean, and your dad she's too. gonna be here
1: in June I So know. <laughs> yeah we can have a, a dinner night
3: yes I will say, though, this is, like, a plug for Helen's, like, Helen's fish and her mom's fish. When oh, yeah, Helen your fish was really good. When Helen made her mom's fish for Chinese New Year dinner, I was like, I couldn't stop eating it. Like, that was probably my favorite dish from that night. Even though we ordered, like, this feast from, like, a yeah, Chinese restaurant, I was yeah. like, dude, Helen, your fish
2: is so good. Oh, thank yeah, you. it was delicious. It was like, very, very tender. The flavor the was flavor,
3: just The flavor, It just also kind of nostalgic, because when yeah. I was even a kid, you used to, like, put the sauce, the fish sauce on rice. Mm, mm-hmm. We got to, Yeah, I'm going to ask your mom very kindly
1: please please <laughs> feed me please i'll buy the fish oh my gosh she
3: would be so happy to do that
1: yeah Aww. for sure
3: that's a good one okay for me i will have Jane, i think you might agree with this fried stinky tofu oh yeah i was thinking it's hard to find i mean actually helen you tried the legit one with for the first time right in taiwan yes i can't find that m- one that mimics that flavor mm. Mm. it's like freshly fried like right in front of you the stinkiness like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's something i can't
2: find in la
3: Things come close, but it's just not the same.
2: Yeah, I was thinking oajin as well, which is like an oyster pancake. Um, I think most like Taiwanese either street or breakfast foods. It tastes different there versus here.
1: Hmm. Fully agree. I wonder if it's like the oils or whatever they use. I
2: think it might. Yeah, the oils or like even the tofu texture.
3: Like I think it's not as like I don't know, man. Like I don't know what it is.
2: As more and more of my friends and family members become mothers, and I see the immense amount of sacrifice, care, and love they give to their children, my respect and admiration for them grows beyond this world. Though most of my friends' children are still too young to buy them gifts, I imagine the day they can and the look of joy on my friends' faces when their child gifts them a lasting symbol of their love. If you're looking for a way to express your love for a mom in your life this Mother's Day, consider a gift that's a physical symbol of your love and gratitude with Pandora Jewelry. They have a variety of rings, necklaces, earrings, bracelets, and charms that can be customized to fit all styles and personalities. I personally think the domed golden heart Collier necklace is beautiful. Let mom know you'll always be by her side with a message of love that she can wear every day. Shop April 22nd through the 26th and receive a free limited edition sterling silver bangle with your Pandora purchase of $150 or more. Thank the mom in your life for always being there with a sparkling gift from Pandora Jewelry. Go to us.pandora.net slash ABG to start shopping or find a store near you. That's us.pandora.net slash A-B-G.
3: Okay, I admit it, I'm the only ABG that likes the sweeter granola bars for that quick pick-me-up in between meetings or shoots. However, it always ends up making me feel tired later in the day. I'm just a sucker for those sweeter things, but I crash from the sugar intake. Learning that sugar may not be the most healthiest thing for my body, I'm excited to try out different alternatives with HVMN. HVMN, or Health Via Modern Nutrition, is a nutrition company that believes that the human system can be quantified, optimized, and upgraded. Sound confusing? It doesn't have to be. HVMN does all the work for you, making their products key to a healthier, optimized lifestyle. For example, I'm trying their keto variety pack bars, and they're intentionally made with less sugar, which means no crashing in the middle of the day. I'm able to still have my bars without getting sleepy. HVMN is modern nutrition for modern lifestyle, and their new kits make it easy to embrace healthy living and quickly feel the difference. Right now, HVMN is offering our listeners an additional 10% off your first order when you go to HVMN.com ABG. Embrace healthy living today. Go to HVMN.com ABG for 10% off your first order. That's HVMN.com ABG for 10% off.
2: Did you know that almost 40% of the U.S. are people of color, but medical research is 80 to 90% white? After a year like 2020, and with all the events so far in 2021, it's more clear now than ever that diverse representation to create systemic change is critical. If we aren't part of these medical studies, we can't be sure that treatments will work for us or what unique side effects might emerge. In drug trials conducted primarily in the US, Asians account for less than 2% of participants. Lack of participation leads to serious consequences because critical medical solutions will be made without considering us. So what can we do about it? represent ourselves in health and medical research through the All of Us research program, the largest and most diverse health resource. They currently have over 530 active research studies, everything from cancer and heart disease to Alzheimer's and type 2 diabetes, which is of particular interest to me because diabetes runs in my family. And I know I'm not alone because there's a current research study on Asian Americans and type 2 diabetes that aims to examine the prevalence of type 2 diabetes at a lower BMI in Asian Americans. Representation is critical to ensuring that discoveries are inclusive and beneficial across populations. You can sign up and do everything safely from the comfort of your own home. Participants can get a $25 gift card, their personalized genetic ancestry and traits results, and one of 10,000 Fitbit devices. Be part of the largest health research project ever. All eligible adults over 18 living anywhere in the United States can join. Participation is power. Join to make a difference at joinallofus.org slash A-B-G.
1: all right next section here random okay if you were a dog what dog would you be and why i know mel's answer i know my answer but i don't think it's accurate what do you, what do you think janet what golden I, retriever yeah golden retriever
3: does. yeah so i was thinking that too like i love goldens i my goal is to like my goal for a gold i, I want to have a golden retriever one day and have a puppy they're more active and energetic than me though like mm. they want to they want to run around they need a lot of exercise that's not me though
1: Hmm. you know what i'm saying
3: even though i love oh, golden see, see.
1: but they're really loyal and friendly which is a good match yeah
3: yeah i mean
1: you you're, you'd be the closest to yeah a golden retriever because you are very of the three of us i think you're the most like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah energetically i think you yeah, that's are what i meant that's yeah. the word yeah. i was trying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a helen <laughs>
2: but
3: i mean am i so much your, your your sister's dog? Am I like, Kobe? I mean, because Kobe doesn't get that much exercise. He
2: just goes out and poops and then comes back. You do that, Mel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> sleeps a lot, but it's, he's also a much older dog, too. Maybe that's why. But super energetic when he sees people. And then, other than that, he's like, all right, I'm done with you. And he <laughs> just right. like snaps.
2: All right, I guess I'm a golden then. Yeah. Let's see. For me, I was thinking actually like a poodle. So, but like the golden, the golden doodles, like the ones that they, they mix.
0: Mm. mostly i
2: mean just because i like that color more mm, than white. Yeah, but, yeah. but why i was saying that is because i don't i'm also not su- I, I think of like i'm not like a super sporty active dog right yeah. like i'm a little i think i'd be more chill and then they're soft and i'm kind of like metaphorically soft i guess i don't i don't know. Mm-hmm. i'm really stretching for this one <laughs> i actually thought of a what's it like a, a doberman what's a doberman <laughs> i actually don't know is this one is with that. The, the pinch the, the pinch ears oh I actually don't know, like, species of dogs. Just like I don't, I don't know, I don't know, to, know like, car types very well.
3: Is that the right Or dog? do you think she's a
1: Yorkie? No. Not a Yorkie. I think something, like, like sleek and, yeah. like, not furry. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I'm trying to trying to get at.
3: Because when I see a poodle, I think they're a little more prissy, and you're not prissy at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For, like, like, no. I see. Interesting. Yeah
2: i think did you guys say once a dalmatian for something? <laughs> because dalmatians don't like have this.
1: they're not doberman
2: oh
1: if i saw you know how people say like dogs match the owners yeah. if i saw you with a doberman i'd be like that makes sense
2: really they go kind of scary
1: what are they known for they're actually really sweet they're My, very sharp very <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> very sharp like very like i think they are aren't these usually police dogs too Oh. Like, very protective, very, like, loyal, very smart. Yeah.
3: My aunt actually has a Doberman, and she's really sweet. Kaya. Oh. And then um, they're supposed to,
1: yeah, they're sweet. And, like, badass, too. There's, like, a level of badassness to oh. these dogs. So I could, that's why I was thinking.
2: And Janet's like, oh,
3: you totally
1: yeah. different than my
2: poodle answer.
1: Earl, you ain't a poodle. <laughs> no, no, you're poodle. totally not a poodle. <laughs> I actually don't have an answer for this for, for myself, so I'll let you answer it.
3: Ooh, I forgot the name of it, but I have, ooh, I kind of have one, too. But this is me. Also, I literally googled athletic dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do that to see. Okay, I know which uh, one. Let me find the. Let me find the name of it. It's super cute. It's like, uh, it's a dog with one blue eye and one brown eye. Yes, like, yes. It's Australian
1: shepherd. Wait, what? why are you both like agreeing exactly on this blue brown eyed dog? <laughs> you're you're an
3: Australian shepherd.
2: Brilliant it's Shepherd. a beautiful
3: dog. It's super sweet, cute as a puppy, but it just, like, it seems really active.
2: Ooh, I was also thinking husky, because mm. a husky is very
1: active, yeah. Oh, and they I'm usually... from Boston, so cold weather. Makes true. sense. Yeah. Oh, this dog is so cute, right? Australian Shepherd? Wow. The puppies are the cutest. Oh, But yeah,
3: something athletic, something also cuddly, because you're also, like, really warm. Mm. Oh, yeah, this uh, this is probably a
1: better match than uh, yeah. a husky. So uh-huh. if you saw me walking down the street with this dog, you'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah,
2: but you yeah. have like, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn! look at their ice blue eyes. Yeah.
1: That's insane. They're beautiful. So we have an Australian shepherd. We have a Doberman. Do you I'm like good. Doberman? We don't have to be yeah. Doberman. Yeah. Doberman. yeah, yeah. I, okay. th- I like that analogy. I was just like, oh, totally different than what I... <laughs> You're like, I want to be a poodle. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no. And then Mel's a golden retriever. Oh, yeah. we, we make a good little trio. Yeah, Homeward bound trio. Oh, yeah.
3: cute. <laughs> Do you ever see a dog and like a picture how they'll sound when they talk? Oh, yeah, if, if they had a voice. Sometimes okay. when I see Golden, I'm like, nope. Yup, like. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 I think of that when I see Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, because usually he's like, right, hey, no. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what I picture. Cool. Well, if you all get dogs one day, you'll probably see this might be one of the breeds. Maybe they'll be our family dogs.
1: Yes. Next question. This is the second to last question. What would the soundtrack of your life be? Dang, this is a, that's a hard, hard question. One. Like, I'm not answering first. This is from Nicole from Melbourne. Thanks, Nicole from Melbourne. I don't even know too many soundtracks. Okay, I will say one that I used to think, which I no longer think of, but I literally used to think this. Lucky by Britney Spears.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing, girl? Why are you laughing? Knock,
1: knock, knock. um, knock. (laughs) Dude, I used to... I think there was a period of my life where I felt like... I think because I I was very good at volleyball, I was like... Seen, you know, seen a certain way. Mm. I would say, perceived a certain way. Um, I my hair looks crazy right now, <laughs> but um, but I remember the lyrics of that song where it was like, um, like hold on, hold on, she's so it. lucky, she's a star. Yeah, she's so lucky, she's a star. But she cry, cry, ah. cries in her lonely heart, thinking if there's nothing missing in her life, then why do these tears run down at night? And I was just like, yeah, that like hit me really mm. hard. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Aww. Not any, I mean I don't I don't think that anymore but you know that used to be me
2: that that was a soundtrack to teenage Helen's life yeah 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 thinking along the line of what you were saying Helen I think as a teenager um, I definitely went through a phase where I listened to the Incubus Make Yourself album a lot um, it was a little bit alternative and somewhat like. <laughs> has rock overtones but also is very melodic um very like like people would uh create like lyrical dances through Mm. it um and the one song make yourself one of the lyrics is if i hadn't made me i would have been made somehow if i hadn't made myself i would have fallen apart by now if i had made me i'd be more inclined to bow powers to be what would have swallowed me up etc so so it's a little bit like counterculture or like Mm. focused on making yourself and like really creating your identity Mm. damn deep
3: <laughs> no. I have to, I have two answers. Okay, so my uh, my the song I think of that really like represent my adolescent and maybe a little bit of my adulthood was Mandy Moore Crush oh that's cute because yeah, yeah. i remember like i remember being a high school kid No, sorry elementary or middle school kid and i'm like this song represents my crush on jason or something like that and now it was a lyric so saying like oh i got a crush on you i hope you feel the i hope you feel the way the same way that i do yeah. i get a rush when i'm with you Ooh, i got a crush on you oh I, that's
2: very mel yeah.
3: yeah i that's
1: mel current day yeah too. that's
3: <laughs> Girl, current soundtrack all right that's me yes. <laughs> but another song that came up after you guys both described like you know these like deep meanings Wang Fu has a short cry after us, and they put a song, and I really liked it. So, it's from this Singaporean singer called Daphne Koo, and I kept playing the song. It's called Weak, because I think during that time, I felt very lost, and, like, I didn't want to show signs of weakness, and she has a line that says, even the strong cry when no one's looking, we try, we try not to be scared on the outside, but I know that there's strength from the fall. If it's not weak to be weak at all. Mm, and I think that, that part was, beautiful. like, yeah, that, really that was, like, beautifully said, and so. Yeah. I actually really recommend the song. It's a really good song, so Wong Fu is the one that put me on that song, but. Those are my soundtracks.
1: All right. Last question of this Q&A round. Woo. What is something you always buy every time you go to the grocery store? I know your answers to these. Okay. What are our answers to these?
3: Okay. okay. Helen is definitely eggs. Yep. Yeah. And ground turkey. Yep. Yeah. And um, apples. Yeah. Oh, apples. Yeah. yeah she always has apples. Uh, organic cage-free eggs. Thank you. That's, <laughs> that's true. I went shopping with her. She was like, what? Well, it's not cage-free. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that
1: correct? That's that's part of the constant, uh, yeah. In your rotation. Rotation your of bag. groceries. yeah, For sure. yeah, And bananas and garlic and onions. And I've been getting a lot of bean curd and chives mm. um, awesome. and tomatoes and uh, chicken. And I mean, this is like, I have a, a list that I always go you and, default and to bread. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, those are dumplings. Yeah. I,
3: <laughs> will admit, I will admit, whenever you go to Helen's, I love opening her fridge because <laughs> it's, it's
1: nice it's fully stocked it's like so much variety oh my gosh this past month because of the whole house shopping stuff we literally have only gotten once and it's like scraping by now to just like make something out of um like what i do oh my gosh i had like i oh my gosh you know how we got the japchae yeah i just had the japchae noodles and then i had broccoli on the side with some like leftover beef from some, like, Thai food thing, and that was, like, my dinner, because oh. I was just trying to, like... I didn't nice. have, like, carrots or, like, cucumbers or anything to make actual japchae, so I just had the noodles by itself, but, you know, we're scraping by right now. That still sounds pretty... pretty. Lo- I mean, compared to me, though, I was like, <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see, what's in Janet's? Jan- kombucha? Janet's? There would be kombucha. I think there would be, like, some form of, like, anchovies. Oh, so, yeah, I always get sardines. sardines. Sardines, yes. Not anchovies. Sardines. There would be a, um, like a veggie mix hummus, hummus. plant hummus from trader Joe's. Yep, yep that was that was my one yep, yep. and carrot sticks. Yep, carrot
3: sticks yeah sometimes she has romaine lettuce because she puts that in salad or she puts it in soup ah
1: true true yeah you do your carrots and um uh the <laughs> i was gonna say carrots and like something you'd like to make a soup thing yes, like, yes. Soup oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you put carrots in there and celery celery is really good for making that veg- vegetable soup
2: mm. yes it Creates the broth really well. Oh. Um, But yeah, if I was going to get one answer, I would say the eggplant hummus from Trader Joe's. I seriously buy that every single time I go to the grocery store, and I've been doing that for like the last five years. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. But similar to Helen, I always have like my same, and I always just go to Trader Joe's. I know where everything is, and I always grab, but it's always, I always get like some form of green. It's been romaine and or spinach. Carrots. Um, I always get some sort of citrus, so I have a lot of lemons and grapefruits and oranges. Um, and then apples, green apples specifically, Mm. bananas, and then I'll have a bread. I make sure if I run out of oatmeal, then I'll stock up, um, stock up on that sardines. Actually kombucha, not so much anymore just because it's like been more to carry and Mm. I've been going to the Mm -hmm. grocery less because of COVID. So I just. Wait, you get bread? I never see you eat a sandwich before. I don't. I don't have it as sandwiches. <laughs> I like. Um, it's weird. I like to snack on bread. Does anyone else? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Like oh, I yeah. don't even
2: do toast. Like I love because I love the Ezekiel. They have a, ra- a cinnamon raisin bread.
1: Oh okay. okay. And I,
2: I love, sometimes I'll have it for breakfast. But sometimes if I'm just hungry for a snack, I'll just grab bread. Like <laughs> yeah. it's like a soft cracker. Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I look like how my ass is like I've never seen you eat bread before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you, Mel? What is like you're always. Something that you buy when you're... Oh, should we guess?
1: I would say noodles. Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Garlic? I feel like she always has garlic in her house. I do. (laughs) Her face
3: right (laughs) now. You know what's... I actually went grocery shopping this morning and... Noodles, yeah, I actually bought so many noodles. Um, I feel naked in the house. I don't have any type of noodles. Yeah, ramen, mm. obviously,
1: yes, ramen. Packets, I see, yes. I
3: see. Um, lately, I think um, this is inspired by Helen. I've been getting more tofu. Oh yeah. Oh, me too. I was going to yeah. say that that's
1: like my one staple that I yeah. always have to get. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tofu, like five packs of tofu every time I go. And yeah. I did say tofu earlier, but yes, tofu. So I do tofu now.
3: Um, before i was on this whole like uh tomato and egg thing because again Mm. i've seen helen cook that a lot too i'm gonna do this too but i'm tomato and egg out so i'm kind of like i'll take a break but usually it's like tofu or eggs and garlic if i run out i always have garlic in the fridge yeah peeled garlic i'm lazy i don't i only not buy the bag i get the bags yeah Yeah. because i think once you go once you go there you can't go back it's so much work yeah yeah that's pretty much it Well, thank you so much for joining us for another Q&A episode. It's been so long since we did one of these. And thank you to those who have submitted through, submitted through your questions through Instagram. These are so much fun to answer, um, especially the dog question. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to see us, you know, with a dog. We we'll you have dogs <laughs> in the
2: future. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com.
0: If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dairy
1: ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at Asian Boss Girl.
3: We do have a couple shoutouts shout outs for this episode. Happy birthday, Tiffany. Hope you enjoy your new ABG merch. Thanks for showing me this awesome podcast and being ABG in my life from Rebecca. Um, to Eileen from Timothy, happy birthday, Eileen. You'll always be the Asian Boss Girl to me. And I'm so excited for everything you'll achieve in year 22. To Michelle from Shring, happy 26th birthday, blonde. Hope you catch a shout out on your birthday run We're a few weeks late, but happy belated birthday. Thank you for introducing so much laughter, good food wrecks and the ABD podcast to my life. Love you. And to my beautiful sister, Nikki from Bayer Brown, happy 20th birthday. I am so proud of you and your passion towards your work inspires me every day. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.